0: world media and i am really thrilled to be joined by jessica lee pang and also jenny lisk and as you can see i do highly encourage you to check out you know Jessica's youtube channel as well as uh, jenny's new book futurewiddlebook.com she also has a lovely podcast and we are here to basically have a live discussion this is something that we do on a regular basis in fact for years every other week Lately, we've been chatting about once a month, so this is really precious time for us to put this forward. If you guys have any questions, there's absolutely no stress. Um, just leave it in the chat box anywhere you are, and we will answer them for you. So, with that, with that said, will you guys do you guys mind introducing yourself really quickly to our audience? Thank you.
1: Sure. Who do you want to go first?
0: Oh, uh, Jenny, please. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Jenny Lisk, and I'm in Seattle, Washington, and I run a podcast for widowed parents. It's called the Widowed Parent Podcast. And I have a new book out this year called Future Widow. And uh, as face of the URL's on my name there. And, uh, and also, I do consulting with authors on publishing their books. Sweet. Publishing and marketing, I should say
0: yeah that's lovely we're gonna we're gonna dive in about your business setup there i think it's really brilliant it's such a natural progression of Mm -hmm. who you are podcaster writing a book and into consulting and i can Mm -hmm. see that and speaking and evolve into the near future as well but what Mm -hmm. about you jessica hi my name is jessica
2: Pang, and um I do a lot of different things, which is what can make my social media accounts a little bit interesting. But um, yeah, so uh, I'm a UI/UX designer. I've been doing that for the past ten years. Um, in addition to that, my YouTube channel is all about gaming, so I do play games, and uh, through that, I learn a lot about UI and UX and how I can apply them to other things in like the more kind of corporate setting in my day job. So um, that's what my gaming channel is about. Um, and I'm hoping to start a new YouTube channel uh, for design-related things called Unapologetic Design, where mm-hmm. people can learn to be unapologetically themselves through des- their, through design, through their whole entire career and what that looks like. So, um, yeah, it'll be all about mentorship. It'll be about what my experience is as a woman of color uh, in the tech industry and how that's been for me for the past decade. Mm. Super
0: cool. And we're going to make, yeah, Jenny, what's up? Faye, I
1: was going to say, I know this is your channel, but there may be some people here who haven't uh, heard about your background. Can you want to introduce yourself as well?
0: Oh, thank you for asking. In fact, a lot of people don't know who I am or what I do. So um, yeah, so I started, my name is Faye Wu and I run faceworld.com as seen in the URL in my signature or name here. And um, I run a YouTube channel that has been my primary focus and has uh, driven somewhat significant revenue as well. And uh, fancy angle uh, changes there, Jess. And (laughs) so I started my business in 2016, left my full-time job, went cold turkey, even though two years prior to that, I started my podcast. So I had leads uh, related to my business, but frankly, I didn't quite know where everything was going to go. There was no real safety net there and uh, really never looked back. Business, just kind of there's, you know, kind of ebb and flowed. But in general, I feel really lucky to have done that earlier on. And uh, as a result, I I ended up creating a lot of tutorials, some related to Zoom, to YouTube, podcasting, and running your business, as well as this 30-day live. Um, That's my primary focus since 2020, to teach people how to bring Uh, their ideas forward, how to build a successful business online, including, you know, digital, including consulting, digital products, online courses, all that jazz. So yeah, really thrilled to be doing that. Cool,
1: And I should say we have a couple other group members as well who weren't able to join us today, but we do have a great group every every other Saturday. So thank you for pulling us all together.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. I do want to give them a shout out because Stephen Thompson, who's an educator, a podcaster, an author he's preparing some tests right now, unable to join us. Um, same with Tammy Gulerlobe, mm-hmm. who's traveling at the moment and who's also author, speaker, podcaster. We started this journey. I feel like we're really in this little hub, creative hub together since 2017. It is so special to see how we've all grown into our curtain roles and we're continue to to kind of transition transform and i hope that when i when maybe we bring a bigger group back together i hope michael o'brien will join us as well maybe in a january live stream session and we'll see how that how that pans out yeah that'd be awesome yeah so i would love to take a moment for you guys to kind of reflect on maybe this past year in 2021 if some memories kind of get triggered from 2020 that's totally fine too But some of the things, observations you've learned about yourself and maybe about your business. We'll start with whoever, whoever take any order turns you see fit. Jess, do you want to go? Sure. Um, I
2: always, my tendency is to always like... Talk. So I, I one of the things that I'm learning about myself this year is um, there's that old saying where you know you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should listen twice as much as you speak. <laughs> um, so I definitely uh, am I'm learning uh, this this year to to listen and to to be an active listener. Uh, and I've I've found that. You know, there's a lot of people with a lot of things to share, and they may not be the most extrovert. They may not be very confident quite yet. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, giving space and a safe space for p- people to have that opportunity and um, listen to those that may have otherwise maybe not have spoken up, um, because sometimes I can be a little bit of like a, a little extrovert presence in the room. I'm so excited to like tell everybody everything. Um mm-hmm but i think in general more 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 than ever uh in, in regards to like content creation it, it's it, consistency is hard like in general in life consistency is hard and i think that there's this always this need to have this push to keep creating content and to to really like play to the algorithm and i'm going to be a broken mm-hmm. record like with a lot of other influencers it's um It's, you can't let it get to you. Like mental health is very important. And, you know, if you're not feeling your best, then, Mm. you know, it's okay to take a break. And um, that's one of the things that I've been learning, really trying to pace myself and Mm. understand where my boundaries are and uh, where's the magic sweet spot for for content creation.
0: Mm. Mm. Love what you said there. Yeah. What do you think, Jenny?
1: Um, Well, this year for me has been probably number one about launching my book. Um, I got to hold it up here because it's just so exciting. And I've got the hardcover version now. See, so it's got like dust jacket and everything. Um, Mm. But so I spent last year, you know, finishing the writing and preparing for publication. And so this year has been all about marketing and so Mm -hmm. learning, right. And thinking about strategic ways to get the word out to reach my audience um and you know jess was talking about content creation um that's been something i've been trying to think about too especially in terms of how to be smarter about content creation so like you know i've got a whole book here of fifty thousand words of content how can i use pieces of that you know in social media or in videos or you know there are some standalone um you know pieces that could become the basis of a post or even an article right so how can i um You know, I think for when I was first getting started as a content creator, I felt like every single piece of content had to be freshly created. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I was losing like, like, you know, if, I mean, you know, they say if you post something once on a social media channel and only a small percentage of your audience sees it. Right. So I've been Mm -hmm. trying to get better about um, like posting things across channels. And I finally set up a queue with a, a scheduling tool, right. Where I, cause I've got like, I've got uh, over a hundred episodes of my podcast now mm-hmm. and I've got a whole bunch of written pieces and I've got a whole bunch of, you know, quote cards that I've pulled of reviews from my book. And I'm like, I have a lot of content here. I need to get more strategic and smarter about using that content and to reach, you know, to, to reach out more, to more people with my message and all that. So um, it's, I finally set up the social media scheduling tool and i have kind of likened it to the crockpot. You know, I don't know if you've ever like you fixed a dinner, but like before you leave in the morning, you do something in the crockpot and then you come home mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, who cooked dinner for me? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that. I spent a bunch of time. I picked the right tool. I thought about my content. I set it up. And then I'm like, wow, who's been posting on social media for me? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the crockpot is posting on social media for me. <laughs> and, so, and it's great because I'm getting, you know, um, content that I'm not having to every single time sit down and take time away from something else critical, right? Um, mm. And of course, I'm posting, you know, fresh stuff too, but it kind of supplements it because I, I realized that I do have a lot of good content that is evergreen.
0: What what tool, you mentioned that with social media uh, publishing, what are you using?
1: So I started using Sendable. Oh,
0: um, yeah. and
1: the And the reason that I picked it, what I really liked about it mm-hmm. was that it's got this little um, creation like a box, like you said, to create a new post or a new tweet mm-hmm. or whatever, and so you can kind of type out your or paste in your 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 main thing you want to say, but then you pick the channels you want it to go to, and it gets a little tab for mm-hmm. each one, and so mm-hmm. then you can just go and you can go to the you know Instagram one and add some hashtags, or go to the LinkedIn one and take out all the emojis that you used on your Instagram one, right? And so you can kind of just tweak each one without having to like do it from scratch. Um, And so that I thought was a really nice feature. And I was really, because I looked at Hootsuite too, because I know a lot of people really like that one and they didn't have that feature. And I was really surprised. Um, Mm. It seems like a really handy tool. Yeah. So so, I see you put a link in there. Do you use Sendable as well?
0: Yeah, actually, I think we talked about Sendable. Um, What's really special, I included a link. Um, That is an affiliate link, by the way. Um, I love the company. It's actually a British company. And the reason why I discovered them was because I was previously paying and using Agora Pulse, which was really good, too. But the price just jumped up to, I think, $80 a month, which, oh, by wow. the way, I'm being very honest, you know, very honest here. It does every little bit really adds up uh, for a content creator over time. And what I also love about Sendable is the feature to basically repurpose your content and be able to reschedule the same piece of content, be published at different times. And that is right. very powerful.
1: Right. Yeah. They've got cues, And I hadn't really ever I'd heard of people using tools like this. Right. Mm-hmm. And people had told me, oh, you need to do that. But I never really had put it on my list to dig into. Right. Mm-hmm. So once I started looking and the queue feature is very is awesome. Right. And you can pick the mm-hmm. times of day. There's even a thing where you can pick the op, Like, I want to post this on Tuesday and mm-hmm. give me tell me what the optimal time would be. Mm-hmm. And it come it suggests, you know, a certain time. Uh, you yeah. can change it, of course, if you, ha- if you have a specific time you want, but it, you know, I think that's a handy feature, but I really like this, this, this option to tweak the message by platform. Cause you really, you know, you, yeah. you don't necessarily want to post exactly the same thing, right. Mm-hmm. On each channel. I mean, there can be a, a lot of similar things, but like, for example, the emojis, like Instagram, mm-hmm. you got a lot mm-hmm. of emojis, right. And got my cute little whatever, but on LinkedIn, I'm like, eh, maybe one smiley face, but like cut the rest of the emojis, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also, you want to tailor the, you know, same or similar messages based on the platform anyway. people how people interact with, um, you know, Twitter or on Twitter is drastically different than LinkedIn and elsewhere. So
1: well, and the Twitter one has to be shortened, of course.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, that makes me that reminds me of a question that we I like to talk about, which is getting help. It's one thing for you to curate and everything. But just out of curiosity for, for you, Jess and Jenny, you know, how have you ever seeked out uh, help? for managing your social media or doing any part of your running any part of your business? Like, what are your thoughts on that? We'll start, we'll start with maybe Jess.
2: Sure. Um, in terms of finding help for my social media, uh, I, I I haven't really been, I'm not at a point currently to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to start hiring somebody else to, to do things for my channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh right now it's more of still so much of a so a solo show Mm -hmm. and i think in terms of finding help well i mean that's the whole thing with with Faye, and like you know i'll never forget when i first met Faye um on on facebook and she wrote this blurb about what it meant to uh be a a content or a creative rather a creative entrepreneur back then Mm -hmm. and i was just like wow that's that's exactly what I want to do I want to know what that is and learn what that is and I think that was one of the the things that I did to, to really help me uh, still pursue this even though because uh, it's really hard when you're this solo content creator uh, and I, I'm in Boston primarily right now I'm in Seattle but in neither case, uh I haven't really met a bunch of content creators you know uh in l a they're I think a dime a dozen uh mm-hmm. but when when you have a community, I think that's when you can really feel uh like you can accomplish a lot more, and mm-hmm. people can hold you accountable so I think for for me that that was my way of of finding help, trying to seek uh others like me. So that um, we can kind of commiserate and share resources and support one another.
0: Mm, I, I like that. I just want to comment briefly the fact that a lot of content creators, when they first get started, they have trouble even calling themselves creators. They're like, oh, it's just a hobby. I'm not, you know, look, I'm not trying to make, you hear this all the time, I'm not trying to make money from it. And I used to say that too. And yeah. um you know, and also you're thinking, like, oh, until I make the first penny. No, no, no. I, until I make the first thousand, two thousand dollars purely from my creative work, I don't deserve to get help. I don't want I'm not saying that's you, just but a lot of people are trying to negotiate with themselves to see like at what point does it make sense for me to hire help? And because only fancy people can get help. And that costs thousands of dollars and we can debunk that because none of that is actually true. Uh, But it's also true at the beginning for me, it's about experimenting what this is like. So you're at a point where a lot of people really resonate with what you just said um so but what you also pointed out in terms of community that's huge even though that's not so much as getting help as in fake could you write this blog post for me you know jenny could you write part of that book for me it's not so much about that it's about being in the same hub together and feeling supported, and feeling understood so thank you for sharing that um jenny thoughts on getting help Well, okay. it's
1: funny that you mentioned this, <laughs> <laughs> and this may need to be something that you guys can help me brainstorm in in the next session or some other time. Uh, mm-hmm. I put on my list to um, brainstorm a list of things a VA might be able to help me with, because I know I have too many things on my plate, and I have I know many people use a VA Faye, I know you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people, I you know I know, or you know, and so theoretically they could help. But, you know, mm-hmm. I put on my list to brainstorm things and then even that task got deferred, right? Because other things came up. But I'm really struggling with, like, I'm not sure if they could help me with social media exactly because a lot of... Mm-hmm. So most of my social media content is around grief and widowed parenting and a lot of it is telling my story, mm-hmm. right? And so I they can't tell my story, right? If my post is a quote from my book... And I'm going to write a reflection that's related to that quote of something and share something. It, it's a, it's a personal sharing. I can't really delegate that. And if mm-hmm. I tried to tell them what to write, um, it would take me just as long to, to tell them. Right. And so I'm, I struggle with that part. And I also, you know, part of social media for me is building relationships with listeners or readers or other professionals or other mm-hmm. widowed parents. And I, if somebody I can, I can have somebody interacting as me with them, that doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. um so i i and so that's why for me that like using the sendable tool you know mm-hmm. scheduling tool i'm like okay and i think i'm paying what like 26 dollars a month or something for whatever plan i'm on mm-hmm. i'm like so so that is an expense that i'm like this will help me mm-hmm. right this this is this is you know step one in saving time by getting help quote unquote in this case it's it's ai kind of help or not ai exactly but it's like a technical solution that will help me Right. And so along those lines, I've been exploring using Zapier more. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, can other things that I can automate, even if, and so, so far I'm on, the, I'm still on the free Zapier plan because I think you can do like a couple of things. You, know, you set up like a certain number of, of automations for free, but if you want more, then you have to pay. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, all right, it, at some point it's going to be worth it for me to pay for their paid plan if that helps me automate things that then saves time in my in my day or offloads things right to a technological solution. I mean, I'm already using things like a scheduling tool, right? Like I use uh schedule once, which is, but I, mean, I can't believe how many, like I, I try to get on other people's podcasts and how many times and they're like, okay, well, can you do Tuesday? Or tell me, give me some times. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Can't you just give me a scheduling tool where I can pick a time? Right. Right. So mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, I'm trying to embrace that kind of quote unquote help. Which isn't, uh, you know, an assistant, but it is ways of offloading work onto other things. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, along these lines, I did experiment. Um, I needed to research a bunch of podcasts to pitch to be on, right? And I, I, I know I can do that myself. It's not hard, but I knew it would take me a lot of time. And somewhere I came across a, a guy on Fiverr that. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's got like, you know, you can have him give you a list of 10 shows or 25 shows or 100 shows, you know, for different price points. So I'm like 100 shows. I think it was like $70 like that is $70 well spent. So I I did a thoughtful. These are the types of shows I want to be on, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: and give him some good criteria and then send him off to go. And so this is like a one off kind of thing. But it is actually, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to do it was to experiment with having somebody help me. Mm -hmm. Um, in a different, in this case, a one-off kind of help as opposed to an ongoing thing. But this was something I'm like, I can delegate that. I don't need to spend a bunch of hours compiling a spreadsheet of 100 shows when Mm -hmm. I can, you know, throw money at this guy on Fiverr and have him do it.
0: I I think when it comes to delegations in general, uh, we as creators, we have different personalities, you know, and, and, you know, slightly or very different belief systems for me for instance, like the way I look at all the things that I'm doing is I have to conduct the outreach. If I want to reach out to someone I really want to put on my show, I always do that Mm. uh, by myself. I want every word to be written by me. And it's funny, and I'm not sure how you guys feel about it, because a lot of podcasters actually outsource that element of it. I want not only for it to sound like me, I want it to be me. And the Mm. other that I do right is negotiation with brands, brand deals, when a brand finally reaches out or especially a very qualified one, I mean, the ones that are obviously spams, I just, I filter that through. I don't, I don't, nobody needs to like ask me questions. You think this spam? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, uh, you know, for me to respond back to that, to be, be able to negotiate how much, um, you know, I want to you chat about it. And, you know, so that's, that's t- completely up to me. So you know, and that that's just me, I think for us to look at the long list of things and make that decision is really important. And if you find yourself trying to say yes to everything, uh, probably means that that's inaccurate, that's probably too much for you to do. Um, Yeah. And um, yeah, Jess, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so one thing that's interesting, and you know, I think it depends on
2: where you want to take this channel, uh, your channels, how you want to present yourself on social media if you want to remain an individual or uh, expand to an entity uh, in, in, in some sorts. So I call it the you factor, right? So um, it's what makes your channel you, uniquely you, your voice, your tone, kind of what you're saying, Jenny. And um, I think it's true that in some ways only we can really understand what that is on a fundamental level. But one case study I want to bring in is that I have this amazing dance instructor. His name is um, Chris Sue Harlem for dance sassy and so a long time ago uh he's been doing this for probably over seven years i think and he was a whole just solo show he was like you know this is me this is um it's just me i don't know if i can really trust anybody else um and then you know here i come along and then i'm just like oh i got a camera uh let me film class for you and then it it went from me doing that to now he's had like four or five um we're called Mm. teaching assistants, but we do a myriad of things. So Mm. um there's something to be said about even though like it can be difficult uh to offload some of that you factor uh Mm. of like your perspective, uh more often than not, there are people who just love what you do the way Mm. that you love it and they'll have the passion in that. So I do agree that some other more menial type of tasks uh, you know, you can go to Fiverr for that super easy. But um, there is a thought of having this community. So now that he has found his pool of community who love dance the way he loves it, who love him and his energy, and who want to support that and understand that on a fundamental level. Um, we take all, we take over for a lot of his social media. We take over um, and, and he does pay uh, this other company in Indonesia to push out um, this whole schedule of different varying types of posts on all over his social media. Mm-hmm. However, I come in and I extend the you factor and I say, hey, you know, th- this tone of voice, not quite it, because those people aren't a part of the community. But Mm -hmm. me being a part of the community, I'm just like, I'm passionate about this. I know his tone of voice. This isn't quite it. Let me tweak it. And so together with that, we're able to expand and divide the work. And so he can focus on what he's so great at creating choreography that people love, having this beautiful energy that lights up a room and infects people in the most lovely, amazing way. And so when thinking about whether or not you can or want to uh, expand that you factor to a community of people, look towards a community, build mm-hmm. that community. And then all of a sudden, that one touch point you have, because we are ultimately the bottleneck, has opened up and we can start affecting the lives of many other people. But that's just one perspective, no right or wrong. Um, it's really just where you want to take your brand and where you want to go.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. 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 Faye, what are some ways that you think you use assistance or think other people could, you know, based on things you've learned?
0: Yeah, for sure. First of all, I've had such great luck on Upwork.com. I I cannot even praise that uh, enough. So I'm going to just drop a quick link. So um, I would say that uh, exactly like Jess said, now I have three people working with me. Herman, these people work with me on a regular basis, as opposed to my documentary film crew. I adore them to pieces. They're not like with me in this moment. They were specific to that project. So Herman, Anna, Rose. Herman is my strategist, um, editor. You know, my soulmate. I mean, literally, it's crazy because you find these people. And then you love them and they love you. They love your work. So there now there's an extension of your work. People who get it and, and people who love it. And in the way that make the brand so much better. They see they see things that I don't see myself. And Anna is my content manager who really not only helps me offload the face world work, I also have this, you know, sort of this wing of client work. I love and adore my clients. I choose them, they choose me, but there are a lot of Things that are not entirely passive. In fact, it's very, very active work. And Ana has really been able to offload stuff there. And I can get into the specifics because recently we, re- we as a team revisited the system to say, how can we be more efficient? So Rose uh, is based in the Philippines and she helps really manage the social share part of it. So after, let's say, Herman edited the content, so I produce, I IDA, I- I'm the, the camera, you know, I'm in front of the camera. Herman then edits everything and is very familiar with what I'm trying to do because he ideates and strategizes with me, as opposed to me just pushing this thing over. It's like, good luck with this Dropbox link. Um, and um, Anna, uh, on the other hand, really helps me write really high quality content helps me upload all my videos including title keyword research thumbnail design so i don't have to worry about that everything's on schedule and done and then rose can take everything that's been produced and be able to repurpose and reshare without having to write everything from scratch and i think i have try to put people in a position where they thrive the most and i always have conversations maybe we can talk about that too is i have conversations with people to understand who they are as people they're not an assistant they're not a you know, human resource. To me, they're people, I focus on what they want to learn, what they're good at. And I repeat that conversation. So I know that how they want to grow, how else they want to grow uh with my brand. If, you know, if Phase World no longer serves them, they want to go elsewhere. I'm fully supportive of that too, which hasn't happened yet. So those are some mm. things. Cool.
1: Yeah. I got to think about this topic some more. Um, I feel like, I mean, so I think somebody mentioned drowning. Sometimes I feel like I am right. I got so many things that I want to do, so many ideas, so many initiatives, balls in the air, right? But but figuring out which parts to hand off is is tricky.
0: Mm-hmm. You need good people, and and Jess, I know that you work in a startup environment. That's very very telling, and you've obviously worked in more than one company too. So. The dynamics is really important. And um, I've certainly worked with people that didn't work out so well and not really for the reasons that we often think as in, oh, is this person not intelligent enough? Oh, is this person not really highly technical, not good at what they're doing? Maybe some percentage of that. But I got to say the number one quality that I often find is, yeah, passion aside and all that, you have to be reliable. You have to deliver what you promise to deliver. And if you can't, I need to know, right? Like I am someone who's like, if you can't make it, uh, if you can't publish at this time, I just need to know, and I will jump on it. Um, so having that level of trust and reliability um, is really critical, right? Otherwise, it actually creates more work for you as the creator instead of getting help to offload anything. Yeah, Jess, what have you seen in uh, in, in environments that you've been in, or like even you know in the dance studio? It's the same thing. The instructor doesn't show up, then you guys. Thirty students standing there waiting, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, showing up is the best thing that you can do for others and yourself. Showing up for yourself, I think, overall is one of the hardest things to do, but one of the most important things. Um, and it's amazing what showing up will do—that reliability factor. Um, I, I've definitely, I, luckily, I haven't had too many instructors that um, weren't consistent. Um, in the workplace, I've seen very many things. Uh, I i kid you not, uh, it, there are people who have lied about having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. There are people who um, just disappear for a few weeks um -hmm. and then you're just like and this is not even just at the startup this is actually at a company that you know makes several million dollars in revenue and you know we we all signed the contract and it it, it's pretty crazy and it's pretty wild and I have to wonder what goes on in their head when they do that people who have lied about climbing Mount Everest more than once um yeah that it's (laughs) it was a public meeting people who have lied about running uh, 5Ks in like an impossible amount of time. The stories I have are pretty wild. And so um, if you think that you're a person that, you know, doesn't show up for people or you doubt any of that, um, listen to any of the stories I just said and ask yourself if you've done any of those things, because it's, it's crazy, but it's more often than not what we're faced with. Um, mm-hmm. Finding people, finding good people, reliable reliable people, is a lot harder mm-hmm. than we think. And when we find them, like you know, shout out to all of my mentees and for showing up every week or you know every other week when whenever we schedule these things, for showing up and being ready and being just open mm-hmm. and and for 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 bearing with me in the moments where you know things. Things aren't going well because of what's happened in the past few years. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, reliability huge, huge factor. Skills you can learn. Uh, you didn't have, you don't have to go to school. Like you just got to show up. I started dancing six years ago. I couldn't really dance. I didn't have this goal to get good at dance. I just kept going. I went, and then one hour became two, became three, became four, became twenty. And then all of a sudden, now I'm on teams with people who uh, are on professional dance teams. And they're looking at me like, you know, yeah, you belong here. And so showing up, even when you, the goal isn't I'm going to get good, just show up. Yeah. And it's okay. If it's not like you're having the best day, mm-hmm. just show up.
0: Mm. They're very true. Very telling. I love the message there. And Jenny, I want to pitch that question back to you about the part about not just showing up for others, please do. It makes a world of difference. But showing up for yourself is sometimes really hard. And obviously through your books, through knowing you, we, I think it's, we know that you've lived through a fair amount of uh, challenges in life and you're raising two young kids, um, uh, by yourself. And, you know, could you maybe talk to us about that, about showing up for yourself or your work as opposed to showing up for everybody else, which is the tendency, unfortunately, a lot of women are are focusing on always putting themselves last.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think in terms of my work, I think I just feel so passionate that, you know, that like being a widowed parent is hard. And if I can share my experience. And if I can, you know, through the podcast, right. I interview people who, who can help, um, with information, ideas, inspiration. Uh, and I just, you know, I really felt strongly like there's a gap here and I can do something about this. And so I should, um, Mm -hmm. and so it's that, you know, kind of motivation, I guess that keeps me going. And, you know, it's, it's hard, right. Though. Like there've been, the podcast has been going for three years now so there have been so many times when i'm like why am i doing this anyway <laughs> like really <laughs> like I, don't, I know is, any, is anybody too. listening is anybody getting anything out of it is it mm-hmm. blah, 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 right and what i've done actually i don't know if i have it here i i I printed out some like i copy pasted you know because i hear from listeners whether it's a review on itunes or whether they email me directly or a comment on instagram And the best ones, the the people that have said, wow, your podcast has really made a difference, Mm -hmm. or your book, you know, I read it and I learned X, and here's why it's made a difference to me. I've collected Mm -hmm. a few of those and, like, put them in a Word document and printed it, and then I laminated it, Mm -hmm. and I put it next to my desk. I think it moved here because I rearranged a few things but and when i would say why am i doing this podcast anyway i'd pull it out and read the comments and be like okay yeah that's 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 why i'm doing it right and then okay keep going uh you know so that's you know that that's important and i think you know as far as like showing up for yourself one of the things i've been trying to do is get more sleep Actually, early in the pandemic, I started doing this. I just said before we had vaccines, before we had, you know, it was early on and everything felt super risky all the time going to the grocery store. Right. Mm. And I was like, you know what? There's not a lot I can do, but I can make sure that I get some extra sleep because, it, you know, is that going to keep me from getting sick? Not necessarily, but it might make a difference at some point. Like my body is stronger and more rested instead of weaker mm. and tireder. that has yeah. got to be it can't be bad right? And it might end up helping me. And so I made a deliberate choice to try to start catching up on some sleep deficits.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's been really helpful.
0: I love sleep. I, you know, <laughs> it truly, I am a grown woman, yet I still, I mean, for me, eight hours of sleep makes a huge difference. And I can feel that in my body, my psyche. I mean, it just, frankly, exactly like you said, if I don't I mean, I know some people are unable to, um, I have friends who have really severe insomnia, so I know it's not a given. Um, but I realize that I'm lucky enough to be able to sleep. Um, I want to just find ways for, for myself to rest more and to really sleep in. And that makes a huge difference in content creation. And, you know, and it just, it doesn't matter what kind of makeup you put on. If you're exhausted, you're utterly just burned out. Um, yeah, it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Everything is easier when, you know, if you're not, sleep deprived even like the last couple of days here I got a I got a tetanus shot a couple days ago because it was time for another tetanus shot and what I remembered about a tetanus shot was your arm would be sore so I was prepared for that but I didn't realize I actually I had to google the side effects because I actually felt just kind of crappy like just like kind of achy and kind of tired and I was like geez am I getting sick like Mm. oh no right but then I googled I was like maybe it was the tetanus shot and sure enough it was that and so but point being if you just feeling kind of lousy i didn't do my live streams the last couple days because Mm -hmm. i just didn't feel i mean Mm -hmm. did i feel horrible no but it was like you know if your energy was reduced for not getting enough sleep or in this case tennis shot side effects right Mm -hmm. it's just harder to like you said i mean to create content if you're tired
0: it's very true very true. I want to definitely, I know that we have about, you know, five to 10 minutes left, and I want to talk about burnout real quick. That is a very popular topic and seems to to be getting more popular. Um, Just already touched upon that briefly. But Jenny, before we forget, could you say a few things about your 12 days of Christmas and where people can watch that or the remaining episodes you have lined up? Uh, yes, today, tonight,
1: I'm going to do day 12.
0: Uh, No, excuse me.
1: Excuse me. I'm sorry. 10. 10, It was supposed to be day 12 today if I had done the last two days when I wasn't feeling well and skipped it. So I've got tonight, tomorrow and the next night. And what I've been doing, I made up a parody words to the 12 days of Christmas song, which are gift ideas, specifically gift ideas for grieving people in your life. But many Mm -hmm. of the gift ideas would apply to other people, you know, to anybody um and so each each day i'm building on it right adding one so the first day you know on on the first day of christmas my good I mean, my good friend sent to me a signed copy of future widow right and then the second day of christmas et cetera et cetera and so i've added you know things. and so yeah on my all my social channels Lisk jenny l i s k j e n n y um live streaming each night uh with updates on that so tonight to date we're Oh, whenever I feel like it.
0: <laughs> oh, there's no set time for live stream. There's
1: no, there's no set time. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just going with the flow. The, you know, I guess sometimes you just got to roll with things. Depends on what time other things happen. You know, yeah, true. Um, it's in the evening. You know, but but also you know, even these live streams that they'll will the video gets saved to my feed anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook and and uh, and YouTube and and Twitter. My
2: Very Facebook. True
1: personal page and or my personal profile and my page both um i've been having trouble and maybe you have a solution to this uh getting it on instagram i know you can't connect this well maybe there's some workaround, but i haven't been able to connect there this in instagram but i used to be able to save the video and then upload it to igtv as mm-hmm. a just not live anymore but still and then the you know the first 30 seconds or whatever goes on the on the feed mm-hmm. But I think they changed something because I haven't been able to do that.
0: Uh, IGTV is uh, just probably no more, but it's I feel like it's somehow sort of in the past. And whereas the IG or Instagram Reels are getting more popular, that is more along the line of the one, you know, one to three minute mark or, you know, under one minute being the most popular, like YouTube YouTube Shorts and TikTok. So somehow the longer IGTV, like when I uploaded my full length videos, eight to ten minutes, Nobody's watching that on Instagram. So they, they want you to scroll through more. Um, but yeah. to answer your question, my most like rudimental way of going live on all, I love Restream, which is what we're using right now. So I'm going live, you know, Facebook groups, pages. One missing destination is Instagram. And during my 30-day live, I actually know there's there are a lot of people tuning in on Instagram. So all I do is I literally find this magnet thing uh, on top of my computer. I just like literally snap it right there and I go live. And that works for a single person because through, you know, through this microphone here, and I'm literally just using the native mic here, that works. The reason why we're not, the three of us are not on Instagram, that requires all of us to be wearing a headset, we're wearing the speaker, because then it will create this like, echo chamber you know kind of oh, crazy okay so you're effect.
1: basically just setting up your phone next to your computer and you're kind that's of like it. manually going live in both places at the same time right, so yeah so, i could do that i've got a tripod here i could set it up next totally. to the next
2: to the so i think that's that's the easiest way i have i done it before with restream and a combination of restream yellow duck and obs yes mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. re, uh, i did that a little while back last year for the dance complex um mm-hmm. uh so we went live like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitch, um, and and in, and in their Instagram with Yellow Duck. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's still working. It might be deprecated. Who knows? Things
0: change mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. Yellow but Duck. And yeah. What else? Just Yellow Duck. OBS. Mm-hmm.
2: OBS. I was using OBS to connect to Restream, so I wasn't mm-hmm. using like the Restream Studio. I was using OBS Studio, mm-hmm. and then using that in combination with Restream to multicast everywhere mm-hmm. that we needed to be at. But how are you
1: getting it to Instagram? Because Restream doesn't hook directly to Instagram, does it?
2: With Yellow Duck, it is a possibility.
1: Oh, Yellow Duck.
2: Okay. It's a third party. Mm. But like I said, might be deprecated, might be Mac only. Have Mm. no idea. Just know that at the time it works.
1: Because I was doing a bunch of live streaming like this time last year for Children's Grief Awareness Month. And I was doing it on all the other platforms, but then saving the video and uploading the video to Instagram um and so and and it seemed fine people were watching it right i mean because and on the profile you got the first 30 seconds and even if they didn't watch all of it they saw part of it but i can't within like this i um, on the desktop i tried to upload the video to instagram last week and it actually said success posted but then i'm going to instagram and i'm looking all over for it and i can't find it it's not on my profile it's not under my videos it's not like i so i can't figure out if it actually got posted and it's hiding somewhere or <laughs> like, it's mm. kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, but to, to Faye's point, like it is true that um, Instagram, like uh, TikTok's the hot new chick on the block and mm. everyone wants to dress like her, like mm. so, or, or them. Um, and so, so yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of the biggest thing right now. YouTube shorts, uh, Instagram reels, which go on to Facebook, those are being pushed out right now, um, as, as the rumors have it, with by the algorithm gods. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely think that you can still do that. But live wasn't, even live on TikTok wasn't pushed as much now. The algorithm changed in like late November for TikTok. Um, so the live wasn't as popular um, now, as it was before, so it's on really TikTok like TikTok or Instagram on TikTok on TikTok, oh, okay. but now, but Instagram as well. Like I feel like Instagram follows suit because everybody really is on that TikTok trend. If we look at the um, adoption, like hyperbola or some graph of of TikTok, like TikTok is that in that perfect stride of like, hey, it's still a little bit not as mainstream, but like it's really, really getting there soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, something else will come along and and replace it. Um, I do huh. want to circle back to Faye's uh, thing about burnout, because I will tell you I'm the queen of burnout. <laughs> uh, not not proudly, but uh, the first time I probably burned out was when I was 16. Um, I went to a, a college prep school. I got pneumonia. I got, I got pneumonia. Um, I ha- was having hallucinations cause I had a fever of 105. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to be wheeled to the-, the airplane. Um, I was leaving somewhere because the doctors didn't know that they just said I had a cold. Uh, and that was wrong. I was in Vegas tripping, uh, <laughs> with my 500- 105 degree, uh, headache, uh, or, uh, fever. And yeah, they had to wheel me to the air, uh, to the airplane because I couldn't walk. But uh, shortly before that trip, you know, school meant everything to me. Uh, It was the deciding factor of whether or not, you know, I'd be successful, which is this like myth that you believe a lot in in elementary Mm -hmm. school and high school when you're put into um, a a private school where everyone thinks and is probably and has been uh, gone to Harvard, is going to Harvard ivy leagues all of that stuff they got the extracurriculars they've um done like a bajillion hours of community service they they're like top of their class uh xyz Mm -hmm. and um you know that's that's when it hit me i had been staying up over and over again night after night after night just sacrificing sleeves sacrificing health and you know it i really paid for it and it sucked and did that Did that make me learn my lesson? Absolutely not. (laughs) I have burned out a million times before, and I'm probably still like in the throes of doing that again, especially working in the startup kind of world. So in in order to avoid burnout, it requires a lot of just self-awareness because burnout happens and starts to happen way before I think you even really start to feel it and way before I think you really start to understand it. Um, I've been watching a lot of TikToks about like burnout and what kind of like some <laughs> of the symptoms are. Love yeah, T- TikToks just like my therapy at this point. But I, I also, on TikTok. Oh, I know. Oh no, I never yeah. burn. I don't know. So that's that's a whole other thing. That's like you're right, you're right. being a disassociative. Like <laughs> it's a dissociative uh, experience and like a distraction that is kind of included in burnout. Mm-hmm. um, A pattern that you see. So. um, a lot of it, I think, comes down to, uh, like I said, just knowing yourself and really setting boundaries. Like, you know, a lot of people who have first started their corporate jobs, like, never be more loyal to a company than it is to you. It mm-hmm. is not your end all, be all. It. I, I learned that the hard way. I was at a place where people said you're family, and that didn't work out for me very well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, so, so yeah. Like it's. Um, it's setting your boundaries and knowing that there will always be work to do. But what do you want out of this life? Where do you want to go? What do you what's most important to you? Find those core and key values and mm-hmm. really stick to them. It's it's not your responsibility to um, make other people feel comfortable at mm-hmm. the sake and sacrifice of your your mental health. I say this not because I'm good at it. I say this because I aspire to live it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Jenny, if you don't mind, I just want to add that, you know, I was born into a family, like, who gave me everything I, I needed, then my life kind of took a turn, 180, uh, when I went to live with my, with my grandparents, and I became a complete people pleaser, It just, it was something that I had to do was my, the protection I needed. So a lot of my adult life still today, I try to kind of reverse that and what you said last about like it's not my job to make other people uh comfortable make them do what they need to do right with their their need to be boundaries but i'll also say that during the pandemic what i've learned the past year was i decided that like oh life is going really well this is the best i've this is the best i've ever felt about my life you know um and i decided to sign up for therapy anyway so and i even said to my therapist i don't know what to talk to you about i feel like life is pretty good right now he's like and then I figure out, you know what, do we brush our teeth when our teeth are ready to fall out? Like, do we simply do we sleep because it's something that, you know, we, we've done already yesterday. It's this is all part of maintenance. So whether it's therapy, uh, meditation, I love meditating late at night before I go to sleep. Um, I love using a insight timer and finding that routine for yourself. Like Jess said, it's very important. Don't wait until you have a one hundred and five degree fever. Uh like kind of make it into your everyday, and if there are certain days that you you're like i did all this i still don't feel my very best that's okay like just breathe deeply knowing that this is your natural body chemistry you're some days you're gonna feel shitty so uh that that's my learning so what about what about you jenny how do you draw your boundaries and keep your wellness in check
1: oh i don't know
0: (laughs) Oh, no, no. We're going to end the live stream. Just kidding. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I probably need, see, I need to get more sleep tonight so I can answer this question better sometime sometime. Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think it just, it is really important. We just have to all find a way just like how we find help to run our business um, to find a way to, to keep that in check. But I want to thank everybody for joining me today and for watching wherever you are. I will monitor comments even after the show. So ask me any questions about this particular episode, this live stream, or any of the previous ones. Um, if you have any questions about finding virtual assistants, I, I figure out a system. Happy to share with you. Happy to refer you to people I trust and adore. Um, so with that said, thank you, ladies, for joining me today. And we, I really hope to do this again in you know in January. I that's super fun. So with that said, I'm going to take us offline. But please, you guys, don't go anywhere.
2: All right. Bye, guys. Good. Bye, nice social yeah. media. Bye.